Hello, my name is Davion Wyatt, and I will be talking about rhetorical analysis and my rhetorical situation. Rhetoric is very important. Understanding helps us evaluate the ethnics of messages and how they affect us personally and how they affect society as a whole. It's important to learn how to use rhetorical analysis because the more we learn how to analyze situations around the world and formulate our own thesis or perspective, the easier it is to make judgment on people, situations, or in the media. Rhetoric is presented all throughout our lives. We see it everywhere and we have used it some type of way, shape, or form. Uh, we are convinced and persuaded by our rhetorical analysis everywhere. For example, when we choose a place to go eat, we choose that place based on the place's credibility. Or if we choose what to wear, we wear that thing as a source of identity. When we go out to a job interview, we're going to wear a polo t-shirt because that's what a, that's, that is what is appropriate for a job interview. Or that's at least what is expected of a person who is going to try to get a job. You have to go in a formal appeal or some type of way. And the way you present yourself is how you sell yourself and how you convince the other person that you are credible or reliable for that specific job or whatever you're trying to persuade them to do. In my situation, the whole thing or this whole podcast is going to consist of uh, definitions on rhetoric and the things that have to do with them, such as audience, genre, and things in that perspective, and pretty much on how I use rhetorical analysis to persuade my mother into letting me go out to a party. And this is super significant because I didn't really get to go out as much when I was a kid. So this was like a really big stepping stone for me when I actually got to, well, I'm not going to spoil it. Well, I'm going to continue to let you guys know what happens. And I'm going to use rhetorical analysis or kind of explain all of the definitions and really give you examples on how I did that type of thinking and whatnot. And yeah. So when focusing on rhetoric or rhetorical analysis, we have to focus on two questions. What is the writer trying to do and how is the writer doing that? And the way we can answer those questions is by figuring out or knowing these specific vocab words. Exigence. Exigence is what is the writer responding to? What is the problem or what is the theme that they're trying to highlight? And the purpose. What does the writer want to achieve? What is their overall goal of writing this essay? The audience. Who is the writer writing to? Who are they trying to reach? And why are they reaching to them? Why do they feel like those are the right people to text or talk to? Why do they feel like they will make a big impact on the writing? And we also have to recognize our constraints. What limitations exist on what the writer can reasonably say or do? Me and my group of friends were talking about a party and how it was supposed to be the next big thing that's going to happen this weekend. And we all have made plans to go. And we all decided we were going to go. But I never really checked in with my mom. So I made plans with all of my friends, knowing that I couldn't really go because I haven't asked. And that really put me in an awkward situation because I had to, one, uh, hype my friends up that were going to the party, but two, I had to, you know, not really hype myself up that much because I wasn't really sure if I could go or not.
So I had to come up with a way to convince my mom to allow me to go out to this party. I knew if I wanted to go to the party, I had to act in a more strategical way. I couldn't just flat out come up to my mom and say, hey, can I go to this party? Yes or no. Like, you know, I have to have a build up and come at her appropriately and respectfully, you know, and I had to do it in a way that wasn't really shown, but at the same time show my efforts that I really wanted to go. Because I know my mom, I know that I had to come in a more respectful manner. And I know I had to get on her good side in order for her to say yes. Knowing your audience is very important because you can know what to expect from them, know their likings and their dislikes, and basically how to approach them overall. Because this is my mom, I knew in order to get on her good side, I had to wake up early in the morning and bring her some coffee. Usually in the morning, she's a lot nicer and less grouchy, especially when she had her coffee. So me doing this will really rise my chances of going to this party and the only reason or not the only reason you know i did it because i love my mom but the main reason why i'm doing it is so that i could get on her good side and so that i could go to <clears throat> this little party or whatever it was one of those days i spent the whole day contemplating what to do uh what to say what am I even, where am I going to get money from to go to this party? What am I going to tell my friends and everything? It was a very stressful and emotional day because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go. And I wasn't sure if I was going to, like, I don't know. I didn't want to ruin my, my, my credibility with my friends and telling them that I can't go. After leading them on the whole time, you know, that's kind of messed up. So uh, I decided to come up with some counter arguments. I knew my mom was gonna ask who, what, where, and why. So the things that I came up with was, I am going to my friend's party. It is my friend's birthday party. I wasn't really sure if it was a birthday party or not, but you know, that's the safest bet to say. So I said it was a birthday party. And I said I was going with my other friends and that we're gonna catch a ride, like an Uber or whatever, and that I'm gonna be there at a fashionably uh, time such as 12 or any time that we can agree on and hopes of letting my mom say yes, you know, or convincing my mom into letting me go. Uh, not gonna lie, I was kind of desperate. <laughs> I really wanted to go because I didn't want to miss out on any fun, any memories, any like, you know, stories, inside jokes that I potentially could have missed. Like, you know, that sucks to miss out on things like that. So, it was one of those mornings where, um, yeah, it was the morning of like me asking. So I got up early in the morning, I got dressed, I took a shower, it was about seven o'clock. I ended up walking to the store and walking to the store, I was just making decisions in my head like, hey man, if I don't go, then it is what it is. Like I missed out and I'll be able to go on other parties, but I low-key knew that there wouldn't be any other parties like this because all of my friends are going to be there. And if I miss out on this party, none of my friends are ever going to be at any other party ever again. So I was kind of sad, but at the same time, just over it. Like, it is what it is. And as I was thinking, I ended up getting the coffee, listened to my music, and ended up back home. Once I got home, I noticed my mom was still asleep, so I just left the coffee on her counter or not her counter, on her drawer. And then I ended up going back in my room to take a shower to get ready for school. I didn't want to be late for school because 
that will also ruin my chances. And my mom would get mad at me if I was late for school. So, yeah, got ready. I was prepared. And then once I got out the shower, I went in my mom's room and I noticed that she was up. She was low-key happy because she had her coffee. So that was a win for me. She was in a good mood. She asked me how I was doing and what I had planned for the morning. And it was a pretty chill kind of thing, you know. And I was a little anxious because the group chat was blowing up. Like, hey, y'all going? You're going to be there? Yes, lit. Da, 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 da. So in my head, I'm just like, oh, my God, can I go or not? So as the conversation progresses, she asked me what I have planned for today. And then I mentioned this party and if I could go. And she looked at me. At first, it looked like she was going to say no. And then she said, yeah, what time? And then I got nervous because I knew it was going to be at nighttime. And I ended up saying 7 o'clock. And then before she even said anything else, I said, I'm going to be at home at like 12 o'clock. I'm going to be able to get a ride. Uh, I'm going to be with all my friends so you don't have to worry about me being like anywhere that I don't know anyone and everything's going to be chill. And I kind of rambled and just kept going on and on and how I would be okay and how I got the keys to the house and all this stuff to show that I'm responsible, you know. And I also mentioned how I, you know, I'd be playing basketball a lot and I study a lot and I'm always in school and I'm always like working and I don't really have a break. So in hopes of her saying yes, I used some, uh, as you would call, ethos, if that's the right word, the ethos. Um, that is to relate to one's emotion and understand them. No, 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 no. Ethos is credibility. What I did was I told my mom I was going to be home at like 12 o'clock, okay, in hopes of her trusting me. If I don't be home by 12 o'clock, that is ruining my trust and my credibility that my mom has within me. But long story short, to wrap things up because it's kind of loud in the background, uh, my mom ended up saying yes. And I was super, super. Once my mom said yes, I was super excited, but also super surprised. Like she usually never says yes to anything. And the fact that she said yes today really had made my day. And I was relieved from all of my anxiety and nervousness because she said yes and I can actually go to the party and I can actually be with my friends and I won't be missing God and be a loner and everything like that and all my worries kind of went away and long story short fast forward I ended up going to the party and it was the worst party ever it was hot no food the music sucked literally all of my friends flaked uh, it was some people there, but not as many like as I expected, you know, uh, I was kind of a loner. It was just me and like four or five of my friends, you know, and I wasn't really feeling the vibes, you know. And when I got home, I told my mom about the party and everything like that. And she kind of related to me like, see, like, you know, I don't really go to parties like that because I don't really like them. You know, I don't really vibe with them either. It's too loud. It's always hot. And like, yeah, I really agreed with that one. But I just feel like this was a super big learning experience for me. And I'm really glad that my mom let me go out. And I think she let me go out because we kind of built a sense of trust. And I kind of told her like, hey, I'll be home at 12. And uh, I'm always like doing schoolwork and stuff like that. And the fact that I was home on time 
and that I didn't really like it kind of went into my favor because one, she knows that I'm not going to be asking to go in to any parties anytime soon. And two, um, she understands that uh, who I am and why I want to go. And I just feel like we built a more understanding of who we were as people. And that kind of really built our connection because we got to talk about parties and life and people, stuff like that. So overall, I think this really helped me and my mom's connection grow, like like our bond, our relationship grow. Because after I persuaded her and I provided why I wanted to go, my purpose and things like that, I feel like that really gave her a little insight of who I was as a person and stuff. And yeah. Long story short, I was using rhetorical analysis before I even knew what rhetorical situation or analysis was. I had a reason why I wanted to go. I did what I could to persuade my mom into letting me go. And despite all of my efforts and the fact that I didn't like the party, it all ended up working into my favor a lot easier than I expected in the first place. So once we start to understand rhetoric and understand our purpose and what we need to do in order to understand our audience and the type of genre and the way to approach our audience, it could really help us achieve our overall goal in the end. And in this case, I feel like I did a job, a good job in explaining my rhetorical situation. And I hope I provided a good purpose and a good quick example of what rhetorical or how rhetoric is presented within our lives. And I hope you understand this podcast. And my name is Davion White. And thank you for listening. I'm out. Peace.